0: You're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. Got kind of a fun show for you today. Andy has just come back from uh, Las Vegas, the Consumer Electronics Show, one of the biggest uh, tech shows in the world where they highlight all the latest gear and gadgets and technology coming up for
1: 2015 and beyond. You just got back last night? Uh, Late last night. Yeah, almost, you're tired. I'm very, very tired. At least I can talk. I mean, last year I was having a hard time talking, but uh, I'm,
0: yeah, I had a hard, I had such a hard time this week because this is the first time I haven't gone down, and I can't remember like ten years. Yeah, it's amazing. Fifteen. Years. It
1: felt weird actually being there without you because yeah. everyone's like, "Where's Mike? Where's Mike?" And I'm like, "Oh, he's back in Vancouver." Well, and they're not used to seeing my us liver.
0: Apart. My liver thanks <laughs> you for taking
1: the hit. My liver
0: does not thank you. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> so uh, you know. I've been following it all week. Uh, we have been uh, posting tons of great content on our Get Connected channel. Uh, that's at getconnectedmedia.com. Our website, you can see all the great stuff there. Uh, you
1: know, you literally did dozens of segments. We broke a there. record this year. How many? Seventy-three segments in wow. about three days.
0: And you know what's amazing about that? It's, it's all you. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the Andy yes. Show this year. <laughs> that's right. Because usually we have like two or three hosts down there.
1: But like we were trying, there was so much cool stuff to see that we would come up to a booth and they would try to tell us what their product's about. Yeah. And I would just say, don't say anything. Just wait till our cameraman's ready yeah. and we'll just do it like almost like virtually live. Yeah. And that was great because I was so enthusiastic about what they were you telling You are excited them. to hear what they are saying. Yeah. It, exactly. And, um, and it made it for, it was faster because usually they would tell us and then we would have to film it and they'd tell us again. This time we were just going one after another. and. You know, We say this every year. We try to cover everything, but it's impossible. The show got even bigger this year. There was 25,000 more people. So that's 175,000 people came wow. to Vegas yeah. for one week to talk about all the tech trends and uh, the new product announcements that are coming for 2015. There was 2 million square feet of showroom floor space. That's like 40 football fields. So we basically covered just an inkling of uh, what was yeah. showcased there.
0: What, what do you think were the big trends?
1: Well, we knew going in, Mike, that wearables were going to be a big thing this year. Yeah. And we saw wearables for, for obviously human beings, but wearables catered to females that are like fashion accessories. You wouldn't even know that there was tech inside there.
0: And that, I think that's been the problem with a lot of these uh, uh, health bands and fitness trackers and stuff. They look horrible
1: absolutely Absolutely.
0: i I don't even like i want one i don't want to wear one because they look stupid
1: absolutely so what they're doing is they're they're making collaborations with like jewelry manufacturers to put tech inside these these high-end fashion pieces and they look fantastic and i think that's a a big category we're going to see the fashion industry is embracing tech i was amazed at how many different players from the fashion industry were there well
0: that's a great growth opportunity for them absolutely
1: absolutely but we also saw wearables for pets so when you go for walking your dog, you can uh, see how much activity they're getting while you're measuring <laughs> yourself. Really? That's not all. We also saw wearables for babies, for infants. So you could track the sleep of your newborns to see how much uh, sleep and activity they're getting. Like fitness
0: trackers for babies?
1: Not fitness trackers. More of a, like, a day, like monitoring their sleeping patterns. And how does much... that work? They put it on the, on the infant's. It looks like a sock. It's like a smart sock. And then the sensors are, are measuring everything from the internal temperatures to um, their sleeping patterns. And for parents, some parents might think that. A lot of people over there thought it was overkill. Yeah. That now you're, you're tracking everything on your infant. But there was one company that did something really interesting. They made almost like, it was like a smart Band-Aid. And what it did is you would put it on an infant that you thought was, was sick or had a fever. Yeah. And it would measure their internal body temperature every 10 seconds. And then if it went uh, uh, over a certain like, degree it would give notifications to the parent. Oh, my God. This, so, is,
0: gonna, this is overkill for...
1: Yeah, well, some people, think it, some people think it's peace of mind for parents because it, you know, as, a, as a parent of a newborn, you'll get anxiety when your child's sick because you can't communicate with them. So this might help them to know if the baby was sick. And it was just endless. Like, that's the kind of stuff we saw, the most quirkiest things ever, like a smart wallet. That's not your typical wallet. You only have one card. And that card can transfer into your MasterCard, your Visa card, um, a loyalty card, by a flick of a button onside this wallet. It was fantastic. It just blew me away. It's interesting stuff.
0: Um, some of the stuff we'll see in the coming months, but a lot of it might never hit the market.
1: Absolutely. there was. Um, they do a lot of prototyping and R&D, and then they want to show what they've been doing. Samsung collaborated with BMW to create this uh, really cool pizza tech. Basically, they had a Samsung smartwatch and I saw the BM guy do this. It's on our YouTube channel if you want to watch it. He basically went to his to his watch and talked to it and said, "Pick me up." And the car drove right up to him. And it was like fantastic technology. Will that will we ever see it? It's hard to tell because there's a lot of legislation. Oh, I want that. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> imagine. Imagine you could just like it's like Night Rider stuff here. It's like, "Kit, pick me up."
0: But uh the car manufacturers are big down there now. I remember. I remember last year I saw uh, Audi and BMW. Um, apparently, there's a lot more happening with the car technology, self-driving cars.
1: Well, what's funny is that the Detroit Auto Show is next week, but all these car manufacturers where they're showcasing their autonomous self-driving vehicles, and it's it's amazing when you watch it work, where this steering wheel is just going by itself, and there's lots of safety. Where they even said like. This thing won't crash. You you can't try to, it'll override you if you were trying to uh, crash it. That was like fantastic. But again, are we going to see this in the next five years?
0: I think we're still 10 to 20 years away from that. But it's amazing because the technology is kind of almost here. Like it's working. It is working. It's working. Google came out with their car a few years ago. And now all the car manufacturers are showcasing different self-driving technology. But what
1: they're doing is they're making partnerships with these other tech manufacturers. So LG and Audi have a partnership. BMW and Samsung have a partnership. So they're piggybacking in and basically leveraging their, their technology and their know-how to create this, this new system. We also saw Android getting into, into vehicles now. And also BM, or Blackberry has their QNX software, which they're trying to become the I guess, operating system of future cars. So it's, it's really interesting what's going on. It blew me away just how big CES has gotten that uh, you can't ever really cover the full full uh, show. Like 3D printers. There was a whole quadrant of 3D printers, and we never even had a chance to uh, check that out, and it was huge.
0: <laughs> so there's no 3D printer segments?
1: No, there's no 3D. <laughs> Unfortunately, we, we covered a lot of things.
0: But, uh, you know, as far as the cars go... Um, were a lot of people
1: looking at those? Yeah, they, they were doing a lot of uh, demonstrations outside yeah. to show people how these cars, so you could sit in a car that was driving itself.
0: Yeah, I saw one uh, on, uh, on the web, uh, mm-hmm. an Audi that yeah. basically drove around Las Vegas. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? By it, itself. It's,
1: it, it's crazy, but the problem right now is, like I said, it was legislation. Who, who's liable if this thing gets into a car accident? Well, is it's is a it, car. my car did it it wasn't me but then you could like sue like audi or or something like that but that so the technology
0: that is is a great question yeah like if you've got self-driving cars is it your fault if the car like that will change everything Mm -hmm. like insurance everything
1: and and i think that's like
0: maybe maybe it'll be better because there'll be less accidents and insurance will go down but again, whose fault is it? You're right.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what's going to hold it back right now because, as you said, the technology is here. We have the technology. We just don't have the legislation and, and the know-how to, the laws, how to the manage rules. it. laws, the rules, yeah. yeah. Freaking me out. <laughs> We're
0: talking with Andy Brar here. He's just come back from uh, the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas telling us about the highlights, some of the cool technology you'll see in the coming years. When we come back, some more of that tech, including the latest in 4K and maybe 8K tv's ultra high definition you're listening to get connected brought to you by london drugs here in the chorus radio network back after this you're back with get connected mike agarbo with andy barrar we're talking about the consumer electronics show that uh, happened all this week in las vegas highlighting some of the big tech trends coming up for the year Lots of cool technologies we're talking about. Uh, TVs are always a big thing down there, Andy. Yeah. Like um, Samsung, LG. Uh, it, sometimes it, it almost seems like 50% of the show is televisions.
1: Absolutely. We, we did uh, meet with all the big players there, the Samsungs, or the LGs, and the Sonys of the world. And for the last couple of years, and you know this, we've been seeing these 4K or ultra high-definition high televisions. The problem was, especially two years ago, where there was no content that could actually yeah. play. Ultra High Definition, but last year Netflix announced that they were going to start streaming in UHD, or and 4K. then they did yep. 4K yep. with uh, House of Cards, the season two. They're ramping that up right now. So now the television uh, manufacturers actually have a, a, a partner to produce this this uh, 4K content. The prices have gone down significantly in the last two and a half years. It went down like eighty five percent,
0: as it does with these technologies. You know, I, I think over Christmas time here there was like lots of great deals on 4K. TVs, but again, you know, to your point, there's just no content out yeah. there. No one's using Blu-ray anymore, and Blu-rays don't even have. I mean, they're coming out with Blu-ray players that can support that high of a definition.
1: But the only thing really is uh,
0: like Netflix or online yes. content.
1: Now, I know there was. I think it was Dish, the satellite players. They they were also going to try to do 4K. Um, so it's it's coming. The prices are coming down. We'll we'll start to see people with these 4K televisions in their living rooms. But the tech manufacturers are already talking beyond 4K now, <laughs> and uh,
0: it- yeah, are they uh, are they getting ahead of themselves? Remember, you know, with HD TV, it took years yeah. for that to switch over. All the broadcasters had to buy entire new gear to broadcast, uh, to shoot and broadcast in that. Like it is literally, you know, for that industry, billions of dollars of investment they have to make to support that new. Those and new not, TVs and just do people care enough? Well I guess is my question.
1: Not everything that they do really sticks with consumers. No. Like four years ago it was all about three D. Yeah. Was, how, how was three D down there this year? No, I didn't see any three D anymore. It was they don't they're not talking Wasn't about. Wasn't
0: that it. so funny? Like when I was down there yeah. like the past few years, three D, three D, it's gonna change the world. And who cares now?
1: I bought a Samsung 60-inch television that's a 3D, and it came with glasses. Yeah. I have never used it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I,
0: uh, I think last year I, I bought uh, a 3D TV. Yeah. And I used it a few times, but I just, like, I, don't, I can't sit there with those
1: glasses on all night. And, and when I was talking with them, I was like, you know, HD looks great to me. Then 4K, yeah, it does look better. But, like, how perfect do you have to get it? Like, it's, it's, it's pretty good right now. Yeah. But what was really interesting, Sony had a television that was so thin. It was even thinner than smartphones today. Like, I, it was paper thin almost. And I'm like, how could you possibly do this to have a TV that was so thin like that? But they have that technology, and you can just basically hang it like a picture on your wall now.
0: Some interesting things I saw with TVs, and I, I know Sony, obviously, with their PlayStation. Uh, but Samsung also said they're going to be building uh, PlayStation now into their TVs. Yeah. So you can literally, you don't even need a PlayStation, which is a, you know, a video game console, it's built into the TV.
1: And it, it kind of makes a lot of sense. If you look at the, the gaming consoles, the PlayStation, the, the Microsoft Xboxes of the world, they're built for about eight years, that lifespan. Yeah. Most people these days are probably going to have a television for about eight years. So it makes a lot of sense to put that technology inside the TV and you have an all-in-one experience. But it's,
0: yeah, it's, it's not even really doing the heavy lifting. It's, th- those games are being streamed. Yes. Through the internet.
1: Yes. Isn't that crazy? It's, it's, it's just amazing what, what's going on with televisions. What was really cool is Sony even announced that they're going to put Android, and they're going to use Android as an operating system for their televisions. And the remote control, you can just talk to it and search for stuff. So I, I said, okay, let's see if this really works. And I asked them to search our YouTube channel, Get Connected TV Show, and see if it comes up, and it did. And it was loud, and it still works. So that was fantastic where you don't even have So the to, voice recognition was good. It was it was really good. Remember yeah. we saw it a couple of years ago? Yes. <laughs> and we would try it like three or four times and then we would try to use our hands to do it like in the air and and it was just like I'll just pick the controller up and, and, and change the channel, yeah. right? But But uh, it's getting better. So the the t- prices of TVs are going down, the technology is going up and So
0: but they were they were all about ultra high def TVs. Yes. Like, is there anything new there that people care about?
1: Well, they're just saying, like, oh, it's even beyond 4K, and and now we're going to be seeing 8K. Sharp's had an 8K TV for, for, like, the last two years, but it was a prototype that they're now trying to work on. So it's just, to me, maybe but, it's, maybe I don't doesn't take much to impress me, but HD was pretty good. 4K is great, but how good do you need to well, get it? Well,
0: I just think, you know, and, sir, we're getting a little technical, but, you know, most of the broadcasters out there, um, you know, when you're getting your... T V news and T V channels. They're not even broadcasting in ten eighty yes P yet. They're still broadcasting in seven twenty.
1: Yeah, and for them to go to four K, the bandwidth that's required, the memory storage for content, you're talking gigs and gigs at Terabytes. Terabytes now. Yeah, yeah exactly. To so hold that, all this So t-
0: that's t- my thing. Like I don't think we're gonna see a lot of these broadcasters upgrading to four K equipment like cameras and you know, broadcast equipment anytime soon. Absolutely. Maybe the sports channels because they still make lots of money. Mm-hmm. But I, I, only th- I, th- I just think we're going to see it from the online sources like the Netflix uh, and the Hulus of the world.
1: And, and that's the way people are consuming their content is through these streaming services. So they actually have an incentive to start streaming this stuff in, in 4K Ultra HD yeah. to entice us to, to choose that over another because we're starting to see so many streaming services out. I think Netflix right now is the only one that's doing it in 4K but then the, the show me's and the Crave TV's of the world are probably gonna get on that as well to entice us to get those subscriptions. What about little uh, smart TV boxes, anything there? I, I didn't see much over there, but everything in this world is getting smart. One of the quirkiest things we came across was a company in, actually in Canada, a smart jar. It's just a normal jar that you would put cereal or, or coffee beans in. This is now smart. And it works with your smartphone, and it can tell you when you're running out of coffee beans. Or if you put cereal <laughs> in it, you can say there's cereal in here, and it'll tell you how many calories you're consuming based upon how much it was coming out of it.
0: Well, so that's it, that's kind of cool. It, I don't know if I need the thing to tell me if I'm running out of cereal because I can just look. Yeah, exactly. But, um, Do you find a lot of these companies are, are trying to solve problems that don't exist?
1: Oh, of course. Of course. They're yeah. trying to make problems yeah. and then give you a solution for it. <laughs> But uh, it's just interesting to see how everyone is using. Like our smartphones, Mike, they're, they're remote controls now for our entire lives. Be able to stream music, to getting smart jar information, your baby temperature. There's so much things going on. What was interesting, there wasn't many smartphones being showcased at CES. And that's because there's the Mobile World Conference coming up in barcelona and so all the big manufacturers are waiting for th- yeah, that maybe i should go to that one that one yeah <laughs> maybe you should take me with you <laughs> what's uh, the contest this Andy? we're giving away uh some more netflix one-year vi- subscriptions to netflix you just got to go to our website we had five of them we're going away our last one just go to our website triple w getconnectedmedia.com and click on the contest tab to enter that and you'll get one year, all you consume, Netflix, courtesy of Get Connected. And if you've got a 4K TV, you can watch 4K content. That's right. That sounds uh, pretty good. When
0: we come back from the break, uh, we'll be talking more about uh, the Consumer Electronics Show. We'll open up the phone lines as well if you uh, have any uh, questions uh, about that or any uh, tech stuff you need help with. 604-280-9898. And if you're phoning long distance, we've got a toll-free number. It's 1-877-399-9898. We've got Andy Brar here. When we come back from the break, we'll be talking more about the Consumer Electronics Show, taking your calls and questions, and uh, seeing what's uh, in store in the coming years as far as uh, gadgets. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We're talking about the Consumer Electronics Show. One of the biggest tech shows in the world. All the latest gear and gadgets for the coming years. We'll also open up the phone lines if you've got any questions about it or any tech question at all. 604-280-9898. 1-877-399-9898. It's a toll-free number. Later on, we'll be uh, checking in on the app of the week with Christina Storinova as well.
1: What other cool stuff did you see down there, Andy? Uh, well, one thing I like about CES is they have these like innovation awards. When you have so many different companies there, the, the, I guess the, the CES folks pick winners for, for certain categories. And one that really, one that impressed us was like a smart bed for kids. And the whole premise is, is that you look at kids today and they have all these mobile devices, they're always connected, and they're probably not getting enough sleep that they should, especially for their brain development. And a company came up with this bed that allowed parents to see how much sleep their kids were getting, that all that information would be pushed to the parent's smartphone. And if you had multiple beds in the house, you could all, all share and see how much sleep everyone is getting. So you're kind of gamifying it. it that's exactly what it was. And they were trying to give rewards for so kids. you're tricking your children into yes. sleeping. Yeah, you make it look like it's a game <laughs> and to get them to sleep more. And they get little stickers and rewards inside this app for having a good night's really? sleep. But what's really cool is it can detect when the child is getting up, and then they had lights underneath that would, would light up. So you didn't even have to turn the, the light on in the room. It would illuminate as soon as it knew that the feet were off the bed. It's expensive. It was coming around retail about $4,000, but that just kind of gives you an idea. I don't,
0: I don't love my kids that much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it does give you an idea of the different things that these manufacturers are doing. Now they're, they're making partnerships with like man, m- mattresses, yeah, essentially, to create these. these yeah, obviously off. when these technologies first come out, the
0: prices are a lot of times up there, but I guess once you get mass market with Absolutely,
1: it. and that's really why we like the Consumer Electronics Show, is that even though we know these things aren't available right now, it at least gives us an idea what's coming down the pipeline in technology.
0: I saw another thing. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. It was the uh, the belt. It was like a wearable technology. I, I
1: heard about that.
0: So it, uh, it knows after you've eaten a big meal, it'll automatically loosen. <laughs> 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 thank Thank God. Because I've been having a hard time with my belt after I've you know, had a few Big Macs, like having to physically actually undo my belt a few notches. That, but now there's technology that will do it automatically for me.
1: It, that's, and that would fit under the category of wearables. What really impressed me was I saw a gaming company called Razer who we've tried a lot of their mechanical gaming keyboards and mice. They were making activity monitors. And I thought, first I thought that was ridiculous, but then I started thinking about it. I'm like... Gamers aren't necessarily known as being fit people, and suddenly <laughs> they were they were making like you know these uh, these wearable activity monitors specific for gamers to almost compete with their other gaming friends on who walks more or who gets to run more. And I thought that was a great opportunity uh, for them to uh, keep their their target audience fit, so that they don't just spend all night eat, drinking. Well, they're vegetables. trying to keep the target audience alive, essentially. <laughs> Absolutely. We, we've actually seen cases in South Korea where people died of gaming because they were drinking Red Bull and all these energy Chat, drinks. Chad
0: is nodding his head in the control room. Uh, absolutely. He's, he's been close to death a few times. <laughs> World of Warcraft is a dangerous thing. <laughs> <laughs> so what other things uh, did you see that you just thought were crazy?
1: Well, I think we, we talk a lot about the connected home yeah, and all these different devices. My issue with the whole connected home um, movement was usually you would have to subscribe to one company to get the best out of it. And we came across this company, I can't remember what the name was, but this they allow you to use different connected home products from different kind of manufacturers. So you could have uh, the, a smart thermostat from Google or something from Belkin on the Wemo line, all these different kind of devices, but it will create an ecosystem that all of them will communicate with each other. And it goes into one app and you can control it and turn lights on and off from like, say, Philips. And you didn't actually have to buy into one company. And I thought that was a great idea because right now everyone's trying to figure out what's the new operating system for the home. And we know Google and Apple are trying to get into that game. But now you have a company that offers you choice where you can get a little bit of everything and they would all still work together.
0: What about security for the connected home? That's kind of getting a little scary for me. Like when our home has all these devices, including your garage door, your front door, they're all connected to your you know, home network, Wi-Fi. Uh, are we getting to a point, and I'm kind of concerned about this, that people could hack in
1: there and just basically walk in your front door? Well, as soon as it's connected to the internet, you know hackers yeah. are going to try to get in. And we've seen hackers already in these, they call them the white hack conferences, where it's like ethical hackers, I guess you could say, who are trying to find security loopholes. They've already infiltrated smart cars. And that's really scary when you have these connected cars and you can... Turn a car on, or you could disable the brakes. That that's kind of scary. And but by virtue of being connected to the internet, suddenly people are going to be able to get in. And what we saw with like Sony, the Sony kind of hacks. If there's a will, or if there's a way, they'll figure it out. And um, that's that's I guess the new frontier for hackers as well as the connected home and the connected cars.
0: Talking with Andy Barrar, he's just come back from Las Vegas and the Consumer Electronics Show, talking about the latest tech trends and gadgets got any questions, 604-280-9898. Long distance, 1-877-399-9898. When we come back from the break, we'll talk more tech and take some of your calls. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We're talking about some of the tech trends and gadgets coming up in uh, 2015 and 2016. And he's just come back from the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. Uh, I saw a lot of uh,
1: stuff on robots and drones. Absolutely. There was a a whole, like, show of—inside the show about drones. Everything from the commercial-grade drone that you would use, say, in a mine, in mining, down to the consumer versions that you really don't have to have any flying skills to be able to use— so drones are a really big thing. A lot of video production companies are starting to use these drones to get some good aerial footage. How
0: reliable are they now? Like
1: they're good. It really like the prices have gone down significantly. For under $1000 you can get a drone and start flying it around.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> I can just picture myself flying one of these things. Like I can barely fly these remote control helicopters to begin with and now I'm flying like a, you know, $1000 so, drone that could potentially hurt somebody. But well, they might. have
1: they have this like assistive technology inside there to help you both land the drone and navigate it in the air. And then the high end ones, you have to actually be professional. Yeah. Like there's this one drone that we saw that they use for video production companies where you can mount a 4K camera into it, but it had two controllers, one for the cameraman to get his shot and one to actually fly it. See, that makes sense. Like, because I'm wondering with some of these drones that
0: are you know got the cameras built in, like how are you actually trying to fly this thing and work the camera at the same time. And I guess a lot of them are just straight shooting cameras. You're just, wherever the drone is looking yeah. is what you get.
1: But in some of them, you can move them around to get yeah. the, the shot you want. So these new, like, DOPs or director of photographers, they're going to be using this, and they're going to be flying in the air and navigating these cameras remotely on a remote control while someone else is flying the plane So it's, or the drone. So it's uh, it was really interesting. Another thing we saw was these robotic telepresence. And basically, it's like a robot with a, a, a flat screen television, but somebody can be remotely somewhere else and have, you can have a conversation with them and they can move the robot around with their keyboard. And so there's this one guy that we, we <laughs> interviewed. <laughs> Believe it or not, Mike, we interviewed somebody who was in France yeah. and I'm having a conversation with them and I'm, I'm like, what is this kind of like robot? And I, I actually told him, start dancing. And he was doing little like wheelies and, and stuff like that. What was amazing, there was no latency having that conversation. It was like he was inside this robot, and he was way out in France. Yeah,
0: but so here he's trying to talk to you and work the robot at the same time.
1: Oh, it, wasn't, it wasn't hard because he just uses the, uh, the, the keyboard to go up, left, right, and down. Yeah, And then we were having a conversation. There's an HD camera on there, so he can see me, I can see him. And the microphone was fantastic. It was like having a real conversation with someone. It was funny because he actually tweeted us after looking for the clip. And it's like, wow, I built this relationship with somebody who's in France that I've never met, but I feel like I met him because he was inside a robot. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. And they're, they're going to use that in medical settings. So if there's a specialist doctor who needs to uh, be in like, um, a room with somebody, they, it, you feel like you're having that conversation, but this person can be somewhere else on the other side of the world and still see what's going on, say, on an operating table or, or interact with patients. I could use this for work. Just stick one of these things at my desk. <laughs> Absolutely, and then put a wig on it. <laughs> that that puts a whole perspective from working from home. Exactly. Yeah. And so there was other robots as well. There was a lot of different kinds of robots uh, out there, and they're starting. We're starting to see consumer robots. Like you know, it's great for kids to. It's like Lego 2.0, where you can build this robot and then interact with it on a on your computer to get it to basically do voice commands or voice gestures and move their arms around, walk around, all from your laptop. So there's some fantastic things coming down the pipeline for robots and and such. Yeah,
0: the robots I used to make as a kid were out of cardboard (laughs) and and toilet paper.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Empty toilet paper rolls. Yeah, the kids are really lucky these days. There's so much uh, different kinds of uh, tech toys that are, are both educational and fun to use. What was your favorite thing overall? Well, you know... We, we like to review a lot of smartphones. For the last two years, this is one smartphone that we've never been able to get our hands on. And it's called the Yoda phone. And it came out of Russia. And what it is, it's a, Not it's like
0: a, Yoda from Star Wars.
1: Yeah. But I, was, I think it might be named after him.
0: No? Okay.
1: But what was really cool about it is it's your typical Android smartphone, 5-inch screen, that you could interact with. Uh, but on the backside was an e-ink display. And this was fantastic because if your phone is running out of battery, you can turn it around and use the e-ink side and extend the battery life for almost up to two days, he said, even when you're low on power. And it was the most elusive phone. We've never been able to try it out, and we finally got our hands on it, and it was fantastic. And I hope the uh, CEO will send us a review copy to do an in-depth review on, on the television show. Interesting.
0: Got a quick call here from uh, Phil in uh, Port Moody. How you doing, Phil? Good thing, job. One. Nope. What, what's your question?
1: Just wondering, yeah, the general public, Alan,
2: uh, uh, is that something that can do, or is is this, commercial, is this a commercial show, or can I just go
1: down and book a hotel and go through the show?
0: Uh, I think what Phil was asking uh, is the general, can the general public go down to the Consumer Electronics Show?
1: It, what, what's interesting about this is it's really catered towards people in the industry. So you have your exhibitors. You have buyers who buy for the big uh, retail stores. And then you have the press. But word on the street is if you really want to go, you can become what they call industry affiliate. but you would pay to go. Because we don't get charged to actually attend the show. They treat the press really well. They even give you lunches for, for all the press because they want you to cover and, and um, see all the new tech stuff. But if you're really interested, you can pay, but it's it's kind of expensive. But there are uber geeks out there who just have to be there and they don't really have an affiliation to any kind of press or companies and they still make their way onto so the show. So you
0: said it's a, an industry affiliate designation. I
1: think that's what, cause we, we always see these like designations, industry affiliate. And we're like, what is that? And somebody on our team was suggesting goes, Oh, those are probably the people that paid yeah. big money to come and uh, check it out.
0: We're going to have to take another break. When we come back, it's that time of the week. One of the best apps from Christina Stoyanova. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by Leonard Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. You'll have to hit our website uh, if you haven't had a chance yet. Some great content up there, especially this week. Uh, Andy was down in Las Vegas at the Consumer Electronics Show with the Get Connected team, Wes, Brian, and Paul, filming some awesome video segments on all the cool tech that's coming out. That's at getconnectedmedia.com. It's free. You can check it out. There's dozens and dozens of segments up there. Uh, Some really cool stuff.
1: Yeah, and you can go, if you want to check out our channel on YouTube, just go on YouTube and search Get Connected TV Show, all one word. Make sure you subscribe to our channel. You'll see a whole playlist of CES 2015 directly from the show floor. It was all this week. Uh, Fantastic stuff. Like We always think that we've seen everything and then something like that comes that just blows you away and all that stuff is on our YouTube channel.
0: It's that time of the week on uh, our Get Connected radio show here. Christina Stoyanova with App of the Week. What do we got?
2: Uh, today we have an app called Tiny Scan.
0: Tiny so, Scan.
2: Yes. So this app essentially turns your smartphone or your other mobile device into a scanner, a portable scanner.
0: That's kind of cool. So what kind of things would, would I scan?
2: Okay. So remember that business trip we took earlier in December to Boston? Yes. I came home with the biggest wad of receipts. Ever. and normally what I would do is when I submit my expense reports I like to keep a copy for my own records um, so I would put them on my flatbed bed scanner like jigsaw puzzle them in and yeah. scan them and with this wad of receipts that was gonna take forever so I thought wouldn't it be great if I could just snap essentially pictures of them but get them into a PDF format so this essentially does that all those oddly shaped receipts it can scan them because it automatically detects the edges of the document when you zero it. Yeah, you just kinda them. answered
1: my question. Does is there like a does it create a border around the exactly. image? Exactly.
2: Yeah. It auto detects. So it's not going to like if you have the receipts on a table or something, it's not going to be like a picture of your table with with the receipt on it.
0: So is it just for scanning receipts?
2: Uh no, it scans all sorts of documents. For me that was the biggest draw because these are receipts i can't scan them any other way except for buying a receipt scanner which i'm sorry but i don't have room for another device in my house
1: <laughs> absolutely and uh, like it would be also be good for business cards like i just came back exactly. from las vegas and i have a wad of business cards and i'm like okay I, the, there's gold in these cards <laughs> <laughs> but i i don't want to hold on to them I, exactly. I i need to almost digitize it and I think that would be a fantastic solution.
2: Yeah, and digitizing things is great as well because you can make them searchable, right? Like if you title them properly, you can actually create a little index for yourself.
1: Now, do you know if there's any OCR or optical character recognition where it can actually understand what the uh, the text is on there?
2: Um, You know what? I'm not sure about that. I'll have to get back to you on that one, Andy.
0: And so is this just for Apple um, iOS?
2: No it's on android as well. Uh-huh. Um so there is a free version and then there's a pro version as well. The the free version's a bit limited so I recommend going to the pro version but you know try out the free one and see if it's enough for you. Um the pro one is about 550 um depending on which which uh, platform you're on. But well, that's
0: pretty cool like uh having a little scanning program to do receipts and stuff like that and and for you any business cards
1: absolutely I, I was just actually collecting all the business cards and I'm always like okay do I like what do I do with this and there was that other app I can't remember what it was called that used to scan business cards and it will directly uh, import those contacts into your LinkedIn profile uh, and LinkedIn or card scan LinkedIn actually bought them yeah um, and I thought that was really cool and I think now that LinkedIn's also doing a partnership with Evernote that anything that you scan We'll go straight into your Evernote so that you always have a copy of these cards, and uh, in case you ever need to contact those people, it's much better than having a shoebox full of business cards. I think those days are, are long gone.
0: And again, Tiny Scan for iOS and Android. Yeah, that's right. Very cool, Annie. The the contest again.
1: We're giving away a one year Netflix subscription on our page, uh, courtesy of our friends over at Netflix. You can basically uh, with this, once you win, you can marathon and and all you can digest of Netflix contests. All you have to do is go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com and hit on the contest tab there. We've gotten five subscriptions to give away. We're giving away our last one right now this week, so make sure you go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com and also watch all the videos that uh, we filmed over at the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas. There's some really cool tech. You'll definitely be entertained. Getconnectedmedia.com. Any
0: robot friends for Christina?
1: Oh, well, I think we're gonna get one of these. Uh, what, Christina? What was that robot called? That uh,
2: it's the mechanoid.
1: The mechanoid. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna get a mechanoid. She has a hard time making real friends, so <laughs> like a robot friend. Well, this one she can program it too to become yeah. her friend. So I like Christina. Christina, is that, is that... <laughs> <laughs> maybe you and That's I? That's what
2: I need in my life. <laughs> we'll, we'll do an
1: unboxing and we'll put it together, and uh, you can you can get your choice whether you want it to be a humanoid robot or a dinosaur. I'm sure there's something out you there. You know what? For I bet you. she picks the dinosaur. I have a feeling it,
0: it's pretty cool. Well, that's all the time we have left in our show. I want to thank uh, everyone on the Get Connected team. Andy Brar, my co-host and producer. Of course, Chad on the controls, Chad master. Uh, Andy, Mike, logging off for Get Connected. We'll see you again next week.